the course of activities. Sit relaxed and think about the goodness of God. Hallelujah. But we need to hear something to build up our spirits, our souls, and then to keep us on the Christian or the spiritual journey that we are on. That will not be beams tossed to and fro, blown away by any wind of doctrine. But this teachings from Jesus, from our Lord, will become life and strength to us according to his word in Proverbs. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's let's close our eyes and pray. Father, we thank you today. We give you praise and we give you glory. Be magnified and be adored. Be my strength, Lord, as I speak your word. Be my strength in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. He led captives captive. Hallelujah. He led captivity captive. Say with me. He led captivity captive. Ah, Jesus. Precious Holy Spirit. Have your way. Amen. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. He led captivities captive. Mandalaba. As daddy parted for the water, so my soul longed out to thee.
in his room. Let a captive be set free. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 8, the writer quoted what David the psalmist had said in Psalm 68, verse 18. And in quoting David, the writer emphasized on the fact that the death and resurrection of Jesus was very, very important. And looking at it reference-wise, I asked myself, how did David, who had witnessed the death of the Savior, prophesy his resurrection and the activity of his cross, his hanging on the cross, on the life of the believer? And David said in Psalm 68, verse 18, that thou hast ascended on high. Thou hast led captivity captive. Thou hast received gift for men. For the rebellious also. That the Lord God might dwell among them. Hallelujah. And in Ephesians 4 8, it says, The same that descended is the same that ascended. And when he ascended, he led captive captive. He says, Wherefore he said, He ascended on high. He led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Hallelujah. Then says, He that descended is also is the same that ascended up high above all heaven that he might fill all things. You see, are you here with me? We are captives, or we were captives before the camp of Jesus. And when Jesus came, the reason for his coming was to liberate captives. I was sharing with you from on a good Friday that why should he have died? And I were taking exemplified or examples from the life of the old timers believers who followed the Lord in his instructions. Year after year, they had to be sacrificing animals for their redemption, for their salvation, or for, for the forgiveness of their sins. It got to a point when it was not unless animals were becoming endangered species. Hallelujah. So God has to constitute another thing that a life must be sacrificed for a life. Praise Jesus. And it happened that Jesus had to come in a quest to die for man. And in doing so, he had to hang on the tree and die. But you see, thanks, then he concluded that he had shed the blood on the cross only. He needed to complete the process by going there and taking victory over death. Theologians believe that or give the narration that what scripture means by this he has settled on high and left captivity captive basically has to mean that the believers or the godly people who were in Christ or who believe in God and have died before the coming of Christ 
were held captive or were held bound in the grave, in the pits, in the tomb of hell, by Satan. When Jesus went down there and liberated them to be able to go to heaven, very good. But you see, this is saying that Jesus ascended on high and he led captivity captive. You see, a captive is a slave. Do you agree with me? A captive is somebody who in the heart of his right consciousness has been held bound to obey a certain ordinance, to obey a certain authority. So, man by nature of sin was held bound to sin and became a slave to sin. So, he wants to do good but he's not able to do good. He wants to free himself but he's not able to free himself. He needs a liberty to be able to come out. So what happened was that when man sinned, man died. In other words, man was cut off from God. And as man died in the physical or in the spiritual, sorry, in the spiritual, there was not a physical death, but there was a spiritual death. He was now separated from God and he is now joined to Satan. So he was now a slave to Satan. Are you here with me? Their spirits were bound to slavery. They had nowhere to go. They had nothing to do. Their decisions were not by themselves. Their ways were not by themselves. They altered the question. They were much in desire that if only I can free myself and our story before Christ came was like the story that Paul said that all oh, wretched man that I am who can save me from this body and he said, Hallelujah. So man was held bound by sin. And man became a slave to sin, wanting to free himself. So man was living on the face of the earth by his soul and his spirit was in the tomb of hell. And man was there. Man was living on earth, but man was there. Another thing was controlling him. Man needed his spirit to be free. He needed his soul to be free for him to be able to live a life that pleases God. Man was because he was helpless in himself. He was without strength to be able to come out of it. Are you here with me? Then Jesus went to the tomb. You hear? And when he went to the tomb, all the captivated souls, all the captivated personalities that were there, their souls were freed. Now your spirit is freed. So now you are not a liberated man. You are no longer a slave by, by, by lack of knowledge. You are no longer a slave to sad sin by, by without conscience. Do, do, do you know what I'm saying? So Jesus went to the tomb and took authority over death. That's death that separated man from God. You get it? And that death that made it not possible that even after man had sinned, sacrifice and put up for himself. There was no way and no reason that he would continue in the obedience that he desired. He went and he said, I'll pay the price. If you want any proof, this is the proof of what I did on the cross. 
let them go. Let them go. And they had to go. Are you here? And lives were liberated with safety. So he set captives captives. So you see, before Christ came, we were captives. Are you here with me? We were captives. Ah! Shout out free. free. Yeah, we were captives. So you see, Paul, by his many experiences and understandings of the things of God and the work of the cross, was able to explain deeper, reading from Romans, Corinthians, Ephesians, reading it and then explain it deeply enough. Ah. So you see, at our death, we were captive to disobedience. In other words, we were captives to obey Satan. Are you? We were captives to obey what Satan would want us to do. But at the resurrection, we became captives to obedience. Ah, you didn't get it. At, at, at the resurrection of Jesus, we became captives to life. At our death, we were separated from God. We were captives unto destruction. But at the resurrection of Christ from the death, we were captives of life. Are you really hear me? We were captives of life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We became captives. Do you know you are a captive of a better life? You didn't hear it. I'm a captive of a better life. I'm a captive of a promised successful life. Yes. I'm a captive of a promised successful life. That life that has been promised in God. A life that is going to make a difference in everything. Paul knowing this said in the book of Galatians 2.20 I am crucified with Christ yet though I live but it is not I it is Christ that live in me. Hallelujah. At the death of Christ he Paul God or human being God crucified with Christ and resurrected so you know what? When Christ hadn't died and hadn't gone to the grave, we were all dead. Are you listening? Yes. We were all dead. And you see, I'm going to see something from, 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 from even the Old Testament that Bible says that the soul that sinners shall die. But do you know that in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, or in the Old time? Or in the Old Testament, a lot of people sinned, but not all of them died of physical death. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Not all of them died of physical 
issues in them, but to do was difficult. So something is to liberate them that the good that they wanted to do. You see, what Paul was saying that in the book of Romans, that all oh, shall save me from this wretched man that I am. And he said, but thanks to God. In other words, Paul was wishing within himself before his salvation that if I could stop, probably when he kills a man, he goes to sit down, take that account, make an introspection of himself. He said, why should I be killing other people? If it had been in a present society, whether an international human rights coach of, of appropriate jurisdiction to, to prosecute anybody that does sin, Paul should have been called at the, at the court or should have been summoned for the many lives he had persecuted. So the man sat and probably took an introspection of himself and realized that I'm here. As a Lord, I can defend evil, but myself, I am an evil person. There was a desire in him that the evil that he was doing, he would stop. But he found it difficult. Are you hearing me? He was finding it difficult because that is why he said, The good that I wish to do is not what I do, but the evil that I wish not to do is what I found myself doing. Look. When we accepted Jesus, eh, it is true that there is a power that is given to them that receive them to become the sons of God. It's true. It's made evident in my life. Things that I found difficult to flee away from, I flee from them. I've always said that if there is anything that will hold me away from loving God, God should give me the strength to flee away from. From a few things. I don't think, for instance, anybody by his grace, I pray God, the Spirit of God bless me with them, by the grace of God that entice me with money to stop my relationship with God. We were captives to things that we're not supposed to be captive to. I am. 
So man was a slave. He was living according to the dictations of the law. He was living according to the dictations of his master, Satan. So he was a captain. So Jesus came. Went. And so Jesus came, went and paid the price. So like I was saying, so, so you were there. And you have done something that you needed a ransom to be paid for your liberty. Then you were held in prison. And it was found out who could pay the price for you. Hallelujah. And you know what? It was that the person who went to pay the ransom and you walked out and left him there. The Bible is saying that he left captives captive. So when he was coming out of the grave, about a million souls that their spirit and their souls had been held captive to obey Satan, he came out with them. I wish I had a crowd to rejoice to Jesus. Ah, are you here with me? He came out with them. And you see, that captive that he left captive it wasn't the physical captive that he left captive. In simple sentence, he made those who could not have the free will to obey God to have the free will to obey God this time around. Father, help us. He made it possible then that wish to obey the Father to have the free will to obey. So he led them captive. He led them captive. He led them captive. You see, the captivity of Jesus, of man, is a captivity unto freedom, unto liberty. But when Satan captivates you, he captivates you unto destruction and death. Jesus rather captivates us to have a free life, a life in abundance, a life that will not lead to perishing. You see, where Satan captivates a man, he captivates the man with the purpose of destroying him. Because he captivates you with, with, on the basis of the account of your past. Slave on the accounts of your past. Do you get it? So he makes you a slave of the past, and he's always laying an accusation against you. And everything, when he sleeps and wake up, they say, Have you forgotten what you did yesterday? Everything, when you lie there and wake up, I won't forget yesterday. So in every day, you are living in the present life. But it's like you are living in the past life. Because the things of yesterday keep haunting you. It's like you have not been able to pay for them. And you are asking them more. Who can rescue me? And Jesus said, I will die for you. So he paid the price and he went there and said, look. I paid the price. Let your go free and try the life that he said. That was what he did. So he resurrected and let captive, captive. We became free 
The day Jesus came from the tomb. You see, in the upper land, in the south of my country, Ghana, they practice what we call the trophosis system. And over the days, I think, with the grace of much studies into other things, and I didn't go purely social sciences sort of, I've not taken the pain to, to, to study whether it has really come to a stop. But recently I was watching a documentary on BBC, and I realized that the thing has not ceased. I wrote it in my book. I wrote it in my book. This is speak that word or exceptions. And look, in the Drogosis system, it simply means that somebody has to pay for the sin of the family. Somebody has to be used as a ransom for the family. You see? And they take that person to go and give to the fetish to stand as a ransom for the evils done by their forefathers. But do you know the amazing thing? The reason for which that ransom was presented was never meant. I'm telling you, I've lived in the village and I've seen it. It is never meant. The person is there year after year. They were made to bring bullocks to the shrine again. If I brought a human being, what is the reason for bringing bullocks? Family members were still up to the position of selling food items to the family person in the village, in the shrine. Is that liberty? You are still paying the price. Do your present to the person. You see? So it's like they took these young ladies to the shrine there to go and be a ransom. But you see, they go there and they remain there. Are you? But Jesus went there and did not remain there. He came out. And when he was coming out, he blocked out. Bible said he blocked out. He wiped away every handwritten, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. every handwritten of accusation against us. So when Satan looks on the world to be mentioning names, the Equity family, because of Patrick, forgiven, love, or probably my generation, because of their father, because he loves me, they are forgiven. The sins of yesterday do not count again. Lord, this morning, I want to tell somebody that, look, if for any reason you've held yourself in the position thinking that the past still matters. It's not true. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Yes. 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 Let's turn our Bible to the book of Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. <clears throat> Hebrews 2 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself 
likewise took part of the same, that through the death he might destroy him that had power of death. That is the devil. Did you see that? Through his death, he might destroy him that had power of death. Do you know the strongest power of Satan, of the enemy, is accusations. You know what? Satan has nothing as a basis to use against you that to give you or to lay accusations on you on the things you have done. So you see, man in many instances becomes a slave and is made to serve or live and experience certain consequences in life by reason of his past. Are you? But you see, God who created us was in desire for a life of goodness, was in a plan and purpose of a life of prosperity and good health for us. And here was Satan laying up accusations against us. That God is a fornicator. And the wages of sin is death, as you have said in the law. So he has to die. God said, okay. I'm going to do two things in one thing. I'm going to do two things in one thing. Not only that I'm not going to pay for his price of yesterday, I'm also going to give him the strength to be able to repeat the same things again. Are you hearing me? So he let captives of disobedience. Do you know disobedience is a, is a certain lifestyle? Captives of disobedience. So, some of the times, eh, you see some people you ask, what that all speaks to them to do some things they've been doing? You see some young people so beautiful and blessed by God and the kind of life they are living. You've got to ask yourself, what is it? Who is talking to them? Another man is ruining their life. Hallelujah. But the moment the light of the gospel has shown to them, they are left captives to Christ. In this case, they will no longer obey the former things again. All their quest in life will be how to obey Jesus. They left captivity captive. Look, as to everywhere. Satan has held you bound in life. I came to tell you today on the Resurrection Sunday that the resurrection of Christ from the tomb caused your liberty from those things that you will be held bound. I speak in the name of Jesus as a servant of God that the resurrection of Christ from the tomb led to your liberty provoked and proclaimed your liberty. For those things you have captive, you are captive to sin, you are captive to the past, you are captive to the things of the family, you are captive to the things of yesterday. That because of this, but Jesus said, Behold, I've paid a price, we arose, and it's a death. Why you should speak? We arose. Family need to not have dominion over you again. Behold, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. What is it? 
Christians simply in the dark of yesterday. Leave it curious. And somebody asks you, why are you always sure that a person, my price was paid. I was freed. Leave ah. Slaves don't have desires. They, don't, they, they are not able to live their life they desire. Bible says in Isaiah says that if we are like sheep, Ali Habi Yadaha. Like, like a sheep led to the slaughter. And the slaughter is about putting a knife in our throats. And we want them not the word because we don't have a voice. Sit down. And because we are sin, we don't have a voice. But he led captive, captive. Ah. La 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 Look, when Satan held you captive, he holds you bound that you are not able to see the lights of the promise that God has for you. Are you with me? But Jesus came to break the seal that you were held bound in the tomb. He lifted you out. So you see, he took you out from the life that you were held in, which was for the promised life of God, and placed that it was this extension. He took my feet from the mighty clay and set my feet on the rock. The clay is not the place that your feet were supposed to be. Holy Jesus can say, Holy Jesus can say, Hallelujah. Holy Jesus can save. Holy Jesus can save. Hallelujah. Look, it is Holy Jesus that can save. You've got them to that interrogations and questions and answers. And you realize that you could pay a ransom for their redemption or for, for their release or pay from the counter back. When you pay the price, you don't go and leave them there. What do you do? You bring them home. It is not that at the counter back or the prison they don't get food to eat. Them. They do. Two of us. It is not that they don't get water to drink. They do. But you see, their life is being limited and determined by the contents of the law. But after you pay the ransom, you bring them home. Do you know what you have done? You have left captive captive. It is going to take a mystery for you to understand. You've left captive captive. Person John chapter one said that he came out to his own and his own people that as many as he said to him to the power to become the sons of God. There have always been a liberty that man sought for but never could have, but did at his but Jesus Christ did that at his resurrection. I hear there has always been a liberty that man looked for or sought for and sorted after. But you see, in all this quest of a man, 
looking for a certain life of liberation and liberty that he was crying for that he couldn't find. Do you know what made a difference? The Savior did it when he resurrected. Look, that is why I'm able to see a woman and say, This one there, they don't go there. Because look, when I was sleeping in my own self, eh? let me give you an example. The madman of Gadara. Who was he? He was a madman. Who held the bomb? Satan, two of us, the enemy. But you see, in his right of mind, in the mind of his sanity or insanity, he would have been thinking that this is the best life ever to be living, two of us. So he was enjoying. That's why even the madman can laugh because he's happy with himself. So he was in the tomb, cutting himself. He's a slave. He's a captive, cutting himself. But when Jesus came to him and ministered to him, his life got changed, and now he was liberated to live a free life. So he now he was left captive, captivity into a captive. But you see, the, the captivation of Jesus is a captivation unto life and peace. But the captivation of Satan, of the enemy, is a captivation unto destruction. Me wa adi dinara na sayesu kobia 
and brought the key and said, I've got the victory over death. Is that something? He has victory over death. Are you here with me? The way he had gotten the victory over death, he's now standing tall on a tree. That is why he had. That is why he hung on the tree. He is not standing tall on the tree that you can turn to him. Not the one that people have done that you can go and be bound to. That anytime you remember that in the cross, that is why the son of God says, In the cross, in the cross, be my glory never found till my rapture souls. I need no other argument. I need no other plea. See it, you remember what Jesus did on the cross that he hunted, and when he hunted, and last thing he said is, It is finished. There's I need no other argument. Look, you have done something. Then they came to tell them, Hey, your family, what did you do? One was going up, they told us that we didn't know it's big. So one of us, I didn't know, and the one they are at. The mentality of the father, they said, don't eat big. How did me pound and I was a slave to it? My neck became very stiff for two weeks. I couldn't tell it. I couldn't do anything. But when I met Christ, I said, I have the liberty to eat everything, but not everything I can eat, so to speak. So you have done something, and somebody said, Ah, you have done this. You need to wear a big price. Ah, I need no other argument. One day, I went to a certain village for a funeral, and then I didn't know there was a, a, a stone, foolish one. I took a stone with, uh, uh, how do they call it, cowries. They used it as the iron. <clears throat> and then I went to stand on it. I looked, I pocketed, speaking in time because I know the time I had come to. And I went to stand on it, doing my things. And then a certain woman saw me and said, Hey, will you get up from the thing? If it is some places, they would have told you that you have to pull a vision. Understand. I need no other argument. I need no, I don't need any other argument for my liberty. It is enough that Jesus died and died, died for. Look, stop living in the slavery. Stop living in it. Jesus did it. I said he did it. He let captives captive. Hallelujah. He let captives captive. Are you sure? Do you believe it? He let it captive. Say, I am a captive for the Lord. I am a captive unto liberty. I am a captive unto good health. I am a captive unto good life. I am a captive unto prosperity. I am a captive unto goodness. I am a captive unto good news. I am a captive unto promised life of God. I am no way captive of death. I am no way captive of poverty. I am no way no, no, we are captive of those things anymore. Let captivity captive. Captivity. Ah, ah, you know, ah, that argument. Ah, you know, ah, that plea. It is enough.
When you fall into sin as a believer, you must not and cannot remain in sin. Do you know the reason why? You'll be led captive, free from the bondage or the stronghold of sin. Do you know? Anyone who has truly received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and has truly come to the Lord, whenever he falls, he rises. Bible says that the righteous man falls seven times and he rises up seven times again. Two of us. He rises. He rises. That, that is the reason why sin cannot have dominion over you anymore. Mm. Sin cannot have dominion over you. I want to close by reading to you the book of Ephesians chapter 2. Let's turn our Bible and let's read some, some, some life transforming word there. Mm. I read from verse 1. Look at what it says. And you have been quickened who were dead in trespasses. When you turn past, you walk in them. Ah. Ephesians chapter 2. And you had a way. Ah! He's speaking me. Who was dead in trespasses? Thank you, Daddy. Let's go on to your right. He's speaking me. Who was dead in the trespasses? You see, do you know that anybody who is dead, you see, when we say you are dead in sin, it simply means that when you are sinning, you don't even know you are sinning. And do you know there are, there are excuse me, there are believers like that, so great believers like that. When they are sinning, they never know and they come to the consciousness that they are sinning. And you know what? They are dead in sin. So Bible says that when Jesus Christ went to the tomb and rose up, he quickened us who were dead in sin. In other words, he rejuvenated. He resurrected us. That is why I said that what? He resurrected me. Bible says he resurrected me. He resurrected us. He gave us life again. He made us alive again to obey Christ, to obey God the Father. So we no longer obey the power of sin. You see, one of the deadliest things of sin is that, or sin is that, it causes you to walk in it and never know that you are still sinning. It makes you to think that sin is good. Look, anyone that thinks that he is born again through him and then probably has done ABCD. And it's against God and has never been able to come to his realization that this I'm doing. God is not happy with it. It's not born again. I'm the one saying it. Apostolica. It's not born again. I'm telling you. But if it is true that a person is born again, that is what the Bible says. If the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwelleth in you, he shall quicken your mortal bodies. The Holy Spirit will prompt you that. Hallelujah. Where you are going is a bit. But if you can remain there and die there, you don't have the Holy Ghost. Let's not play games. Let's not play numbers in church. Hallelujah. Christ didn't come to die for us. We will continue in the things of old. He left captive, captive. Captives of disobedience or to obedience. 
He said, the church of God have done the body of Christ a lot of this privilege by not explaining the scriptures to the church. So we are living a certain life. We go to church in the morning. They give us seven principles where we have to remain in one church. We are mixing out. I'm not going to preach that. If I will preach one man every Sunday who affects other generations, it is enough. Good way, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. 
So do you know what? When Satan held us captive, when death held us captive, death is sin. When sin held us captive, the separation from God held us captive. And everything the enemy held us captive. It held us captive from the line that God has before time ordained that we should walk in them. And we're living a new life. So when Jesus came and God has raised us up together with him, that we should walk, he says that, that in the ages of time we might show the exceeding riches of his grace in us through Christ Jesus. Because we are his workmanship, greater in Christ Jesus. This is what he did. He went to take us out. And look, there is a line that is destined for you. You are supposed to be a medical doctor. And because of the sins of your fathers, which didn't know you are walking in them, but because of what they did and the consequences are coming upon you. That is why he said in the book of Exodus chapter 20 that God visits the iniquities of the fathers upon the first, second, and third generation. But he showed mercy to them that love God. Mm. He showed mercy unto them that love God. That is the promise he has given us. I am the salvation that the Lord has promised us is a salvation of the greatness. Nothing changes it. I am has called us to this land. Get to understand that I've been bought with a price. You have been led a captive. Of distraction unto a captive of goodness. So every day when you are living, tell yourself, I'm a captive of good life. I'm a captive of good news. I'm a captive of a better life. And they overcame me by the power of the blood and the word of your testimony. Confess it. That I was led captive unto the life that God has ordained for me. Are you with me? God help us. Father, thank you for today. I give you all the praise. I give you all the glory. I give you all the honor. Thank you for what you have done for us on this resurrection Sunday. That we were captive, that we led captive unto you. Be magnified and be adored.